What is a summertime patriot? Y'all heard me use this term many times. A summertime patriot is someone who is willing to stand up for what's right and willing to take pride in their nation and stand for the rights and liberties and freedoms that we were granted just because we were born here. When it's easy. When it's popular. When it's fun. When it's cool. There are people that talk a good talk, but they do not walk a walk. When shit gets hard, they run. When it's time to make that hard call and say that hard thing. Well, it's don't rock a boat, don't cause drama. Well, surely it can't be that bad. Well, come on. They'll be better than that, won't they? And they sit there and they do nothing. And we've all been guilty of it for far too long. It's how we got to this particular part. Wake up! These are the times the dry man's souls, the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot, will in this time of crisis shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands by deserves the love and thanks of men and women. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What obtained too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. We seek fellow winter soldiers, because unlike the sunshine patriots, we stand by our country. Through thick and thin, doing whatever it takes to serve it, including exposing the crimes of those in government, in order to steer it back to the right track. Let it be told that in the depth of winter, when nothing but hope and virtue could survive, that the city and the country, alarmed at one common danger, came forth to meet and to repulse it. The term winter soldier is contrast of the summer patriot, who deserted at Valley Ford because things got hard. We were drawing the blood red line, have to be the winter soldiers now. We could be quiet. We could comply and live peaceful lives, but we feel because of what threatens this country, the medical tyranny, the silencing of dissenting voices, not from foreign nations, but our own government, it is why we must speak and stand. Remember the final line of the declaration that we mutually pledged each other, our lives, our fortunes, and our secret honor. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It must be fought for, protected, for if trouble must come, let it come in our time, so that our children can live. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. this is Tier. And today we're going to talk about the huge bombshell, the Roe versus Wade uh, decision that came out illegally. Because it was illegal. You mean the accidental leak? It wasn't accidental. It was intentional. The We don't know how that got out there. Just in time for us to start worrying about... I don't know. It it seems to me that the timing's a little bit kind of Floyd-ish. Yeah. So, it is amazing to me. Now, I I watched the announcement uh, at 8.32... I think it was 8.32, but 8.32 was the official, not announcement, but it it started to really hit the, and the only reason I know is because I was listening to uh, uh, Tim Pool, 
And he came up with this breaking news. Oh, shit. That they had overturned, uh, that there was an announcement that came out, an unofficial announcement that had come out during the during his uh, live YouTube <coughs> podcast. So it had to be like 832, something like that. And uh, so I decided to go flip on my other uh, <coughs> YouTube channel to watch. And within a matter of minutes, they had people lined along the uh, the barriers uh, around the uh, Supreme Court building. Now, people will tell you, and, and I listened to all the craziness on Twitter today, uh, just to see what the fallout would be. Uh, they said, oh, they knew it was coming. They had the barriers out. No, the barriers were out because somebody decided to let themselves on fire for climate change last week. That's why the barriers were out. Hey, wait, 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 hold on. Can we give tribute to the man for act or, or individual? I would hate to, uh, I'd hate to uh, assume his gender, but the, the individual that actually followed through with the climate change, you know, humans right. are a bad thing. He actually burned himself. Yeah, you know what? Let's, let's give him credit where credit's due. Right. He decided that if humans were the issue, he was going to take care of one. Uh, I don't know if he died or not. Um, and I don't even know if that's like it, if that was his plan or if it was an accident. You know what I mean? There, there weren't a lot of details. So, but, but so they had signs already pre-made up. Like everybody knew that the announcement was probably going to come out in June, one way or the other, for or against. Uh, I just find it interesting that it comes out now. Uh, I have been sending you documents to put the 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 uh the pieces together so it's crazy guys. isn't it so it's many crazy times. isn't it okay i'm gonna get in trouble one of these days because i was reading through it i had a okay interesting day at work today mostly slow there was one interesting call that i will mention because i think everybody needs a laugh but it was really slow so i'm reading it and i went huh <laughs> luckily this is at the same time of this interesting call lady is going off about her insurance, right? Just absolutely going off. And she goes, you know what, though? Today's a great day. And I went, huh. As I was reading one of your, your documents, going, that's weird. And she goes, yeah, I just served my husband his divorce papers in the middle of a strip club. <laughs> I was like, huh. <laughs> All right. Perfect timing. Thank you for you know lining up so I didn't get in trouble. But wait, what? The amount of documents, though, that you sent, it's its not surprising, but how many people are so excited by it on our side that have no idea? Well, okay. There are some people who are so awake, or they're not so awake, that think that they're so awake that they have taken this decision to be a distraction. All right. So much so that they believe that the timing of the link Right. Gateway Pundit has an article. Right. The okay. timing was intentional. Roe v. Wade leak was the left's answer to the 2000 Mules documentary released today that proves that the, the, the uh, 2020 election was stolen. That is not why it was released today. It was released today to cause chaos. Of course. It was released today. To intimidate, to intimidate 
the justices. Because what? Well, their decision is not final. And I I sent you that that screenshot the right. that the talked about how, how they could change. often judges have changed or could change. So what happens? So we get all of these people that are protesting against this decision that hasn't been official yet, right? Calling for burning it down and killing the judges. That is justice intimidation. If they change their mind, like we know how they were going to vote, right? That they had five justices, regardless of how Roberts was going to vote. They had five justices that had agreed that Roe versus Wade should be overturned, right? If they change their mind, we do not have a court. But what I found interesting was Roe, this decision being leaked, not only does it cause chaos and stir up the left, but it allows them to push through the removal of the filibuster, right? Bernie Sanders has already called for the removing of the filibuster to, to make sure that they focus on women's rights. And wait, wait, wait. Is this the same group that didn't couldn't actually say what a woman was like three weeks ago? That is a silly ass argument that they use to obfuscate. I'm not. I want to talk about facts. I don't give a fuck what they say. I want to talk about what they're doing, right? I don't care what the pro-choice, pro-abortion, pro-life people are debating using bullshit arguments like that. When there is so much more bad shit that is caused because of this. Not only do they want to get rid of the filibuster, which means that it would only take a simple majority, 51 votes, to pass any bill through Senate. No longer would it take a 60. Right? That's That's one. Two, they're already sit here and have introduced papers to pack the court. They want to add four justices. Who's president right now? Okay. The last time that they tried to pack the court was during FDR's day, and it was so repugnant that even his own party turned against him. It is his own party calling for it, and Biden will just be like, okay. That is why they didn't want to rule on the 2020 election in the first place is because everybody's talking about jury packing and uh, talked about uh, 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 impeaching justices. That type of talk is dangerous to our democracy or our, our republic, right? When you sit here and, contim- and intimidate an entire branch of government to not act or act a certain way because of public consensus, these are this is the branch of government that is supposed to be above that. This is the branch of government that doesn't get elected because they should be above politics, that don't have term limits so they don't have to worry about elections. What the public says or does is irrelevant to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's job is to rule something constitutional or not. But we have changed that. We have intimidated. They, the left has found out that they will intimidate the, that they can intimidate the Supreme Court and they will continue to do it. That is why it was released. Now, Justice Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts says that he will start an investigation, that it was a legitimate 
it was a legitimate draft decision, right? And that the leak, it was a legitimate leak, and he plans to start an investigation to discover it. There are names being thrown around, but until it's proven, I'm not going to mention any names on our podcast because it, 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 I don't want to go after the wrong guy and it not be him, right? Fair. But all of this was the first time in history <clears throat> that a decision was leaked months before an official announcement. Now, with Obamacare, they le- they leaked or they released, not leaked. They released part of the decision about Obamacare an hour before. This they weren't scheduled to uh, they weren't scheduled to release this announcement until June. But I find it interesting. Go ahead. Well, I think it goes to show, and to, to play off of something you said earlier, that we should be worried. We, we've become a kangaroo court. Like, it's a, a court of common or popular opinion rather than actual logic and justice. Yeah, Banana Republic. Can, yeah, but the fact that we can literally sway it. I met, remember when we were going through the initial part of George Floyd, I made a comment that I wondered how long it would take before every court could be swayed by popular opinion? Yeah, later that same year. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying this is... I don't think people realize how terrifying this is. Especially, how about the fact... Especially how, if they can get rid of the filibuster and pack the court, then we're fucked. We're yeah. already fucked, but we're fucked worse. Yeah. And and it's, it's, it's permanent at that point. Yep. So, uh, like, okay, during the... Uh, when they were talking about um, the the 2020 election, right? And they went and stood outside of the house, the houses of the Supreme Court justices, telling them that justice was already served, that they don't need to do it. Or the fact that they were, that there were reporters swarming the front of Justice Roberts' house this morning, asking him questions. Now, I'm going to say something else that's going to piss some people off, though. The fact that we have a group of justices that are so fucking spineless as to be swayed by popular opinion and threats should show you how far we've fallen as a fucking society. I don't think that I don't think that it has anything to do with them at this point. The fact that we have allowed chaos and anarchy to reign for so long that the people that would threaten it, I mean they literally made death threats about the Supreme Court justices today and yesterday. They threatened to burn the building down. But that's not insurrection? That's not terrorism? No, no. Marching into the Capitol's terrorism. I don't understand. It's I do understand, but it boggles my brain how so many people are just ignoring this. No, there are Lady there, Lady Liberty and Lady Justice have been assassinated. There are no repercussions. For the children clad in black, Antifa. For the pussy hat wearing feminists. Or the BLM activists. Who, by the way, should be protesting Antifa at this one. Because the most lethal thing in New York City for a black person is an abortion clinic. (laughs) 
that there are no consequences for their bullshit behavior. They are the useful idiots that Karl Marx talked about, right? There are no consequences for them. But what they fail to take into mention, as upset as they are right now, look at the core of what they're actually upset about. They are upset because they're not allowed to sit here and kill people. To kill their own child. They don't want to be held accountable. But on the right, they honestly believe, people who are pro-life, regardless of left or right, they honestly believe that that fetus, that clump of cells, is an actual child. And they believe strongly enough that if push comes to shove, they will shove back. There are different levels of how people are upset. And at this point, if if it goes through, right? If it goes through, last episode we talked about... Oh, by the way, uh, we've been censored on Google. Uh, so if you have listened to us on Google Podcasts, you will no longer be able to do it. And now it gives the error of unable to play the episode. It shows that it's there, but you're not able to play it. Fucking figures. Right. So in the last episode, we talked about uh, in the last episode, we talked about how I saw the famines coming and that there would be one more trigger. Welcome to your trigger. If it goes through because you're going to have the left. Okay, you have 22 states to have trigger laws, which means as soon as Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortion is banned or there's some sort of restriction on abortion. Right, whether it's a six week ban, an eight week ban, or ban outright, right? Then you're going to have the blue states who are going to be like abortion for any reason, for any cause, at any time, right? You're going to have people who live in the red states who want an abortion that will move to the blue states. And you're going to have the people who are in the blue states who want to leave before God strikes them down and throws them into the fucking ocean or they're overrun by crime, or they're overrun by illegal immigrants, get the fuck out of the blue states, right? You have effectively, remember how we were talking about that civil war was unlikely because it was an ideological and not a geographical? This is going to make it a geographical. This is a perfect trigger. It's funny because you and I... We're talking about that it would not be a geographical civil war or geographical divorce, except maybe around city centers. I didn't think about this. Did I never, to be honest with you, as much as I'm anti-abortion, I never really thought they'd overturn Roe v. Wade. I, I don't have a problem one way or the other. However, for those of you, okay, how to put this, <laughs> for those of you who have been using my body, my choice, as a reason not to get the vaccine. You need to find another fucking reason right now. Because if they overturn Roe v. Wade, a lot of laws, a lot of cases are based off of Roe v. Wade's bodily autonomy and the 14th Amendment. Right? But we don't, when we argue... Those of you who are unvaccinated, when you argue and start it with my body, my choice, where's that same energy? If Roe v. goes away, that so does that. 
Yeah. I want to bring up some court cases. If they get rid of Roe v. Wade and get rid of the bodily autonomy that's taught, I want you to know that just like the pre-Roe v. Wade abortion laws that were never taken off of the books and go into play once it's overturned, so do laws like, or so do case law like Jacobson versus Massachusetts. In Jacobson in Massachusetts, they forced him to take a vaccine. They forced him to take it. And their decision was based off of the fact that he does not have the right to be able to sit here and refuse the vaccine if it was for the public good. And that's where we're going to start this second part. These are the consequences when you remove Roe v. Wade. Now, I'm not saying that we can't, right? But it should have been done as a law, not as a court case. Because as soon as you make a law about it, they can't use former case law and they can't do a lot of different stuff, right? But when you just overturn a decision, that means even though they claim, even though Alito put in the decision, right, which isn't official, by the way, even though they put it, in, he put it in the decision that it should have no impact on any other cases or laws other than these two, right? Right. It's going to. Well, of course it is. It will set a dangerous precedent. So let's let's talk about the consequences of Roe v. Wade, right? The Guttenmacher. Uh, foundation which is where the leftists get their numbers for abortion by the way so gutenmacher.org is a good place to go get that information they claim that if roe v wade gets turned over 26 states are certain or likely to ban abortion without roe and they give you a list and there's a nice big beautiful map and looks like all of the south uh minus north carolina and virginia right uh are going to sit here and have some sort of ban or restriction, right? All of the West Coast, including Nevada, they're all they're all uh, for abortions, full steam ahead. Nebraska, Oklahoma, is it Nebraska? Yeah, Nebraska. Uh, yeah, no. <sighs> Nebraska, Colorado, New Mexico. Wisconsin, Illinois, and the entirety of the Northeast are going to not ban abortion. So there's your geographical cutout, just in case you were wondering, right? But mm -hmm. when they remove the bodily autonomy, they're going to start pushing the vax hard. And if you doubt that, allow me to introduce you to the World Health Assembly and their constitution. They have an international treaty on pandemic prevention and preparedness. They voted for it on March 22nd, 2022. They have a second reading of it in August. But they have a COVID uh, convention coming up May 22nd, you said? Yep. May 22nd. So, let Let's find out what the fallout about this is. All right. So they're going to come up with this. Uh, 
Dr. Astrid Stuckelberg, right? The WHO is a world government under one health pandemic treaty. It's a power grab scheduled for the World Health Association May 1st, 2022. Oh, May 1st. With relaxations, you so remember when I told you that they would lead with they're like the abusive spouse, right? They sit here and they abuse you and then they apologize and they give you some freedom and then they abuse you again. Yeah, you're being framed rights and freedoms all under the WHO Constitution, Article 19 and Article 21. I just I hate ever agreeing with the Q-tards. Okay? You know okay. this. I fucking hate them. But they're not entirely wrong on this. They haven't they they've lost a lot of credibility with some of the random strange conspiracies they have. But this one they're 100% right on. The the amount like we were discussing it the other night, we were talking about the um the 60 different countries that had signed. Right. And how that article actually will allow them to supersede the constitutional rights of that's that what, nation. That's what this article is talking about. Well, um, what I was getting at is like, I don't think people understand that the New World Order is here already. Yeah, now it's a fight it's for over, your country. Yeah, because it's it's now in the majority of nations on this planet. have 189 countries have signed the 2005 treaty, right, which started it. During natural disasters of pandemic, since the definition of pandemic was changed a few years ago, cases based on the PCR test, they can enforce obedience in any country and impose WHO guidelines on the public, which will be mandatory, not just recommended. Now, I want to sit here and uh, I want to sit here and and tie some some knots together. Ready? Okay. Of the 189 countries, right, uh, every country should send a public, uh, a public letter of protest to the WHO. Government should draft a letter stating that the people do not accept the signature of the Minister of Health to decide the fate of millions of people without a referendum. It's very important to send this letter from every country to the WHO in Geneva. WHO wants all countries to implement the measures by May of 2022. This month. Now, when we sit here and we want to talk about reaching and tying knots together, Wait. only one nation has sent a letter rejecting the WHO Constitution. Care to guess? Uh, uh, it's the Ruskies. Uh, question, I didn't, that didn't click when I was researching earlier the, some of the stuff that you've sent me. They didn't even do a, a referendum. Like it wasn't voted. It was the 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 minister of health or whoever else was in charge of their health department that actually signed this. Yeah. So like the citizens didn't get a fucking say at all. Nope. They never do when it comes to the UN. That's fucking bullshit. Uh, again, ten points for Gryffindor if you hit a blue helmet. Right. You are you are being led to believe that with relaxations that you will sit here and you will you will be fine that you uh, uh, that you uh, are getting your freedoms back that with Roe v Wade being overturned 
that maybe we're not falling into that pit of hell free falling and we're protecting the the babies so we won't kill another 63 million people in the last 50 years yeah it's the carrot before they slap you in the dick with a fucking stick they will allow this to stand the roe v wade being overturned because it will sit here and it will cause the left to melt down and will have another sever of love causing enough chaos and carnage to sit here and make it mandatory for uh uh make it mandatory for uh mail in voting it'll also sit here you know, and you made bets on what it, what what was actually going to happen to prevent us from actually voting and we were going to do mail in voting again I thought it would be another COVID. You thought it would be, you know, government overreach. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll, and now it's like, hey, yeah, we're going to fucking cancel Roe v. Wade. What the? But wait, it but gets they better. They're that 20 and fuckery. They're going to let it stand because uh-huh. it will infuriate people all the more. They'll have mail in voting. They will then. After they get reelected and put back into power, if not beforehand, they will get rid of the filibuster because women's rights are just so important. Can I and say, then I don't want to piss people off. I know I'm already everybody calls me a misogynist, chauvinist, or whatever. But name me one thing that women can do that men are one thing that men can do that women can't. Name me one right that they don't have. You can't because it's not true. Actually, no. There, there, there is something. They have a right that men don't have. We're talking about not filing for selective service. Oh no, 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 no! That's not a right. That's a that's a fuck up of massive proportions. But no, they have a right at the moment to commit murder and get away with it. Oh, abortion. <laughs> Think about it. They have more rights than men. The courts almost always go in the in the favor of the woman. I'm not trying to be bad. I'm not trying to say that, you know, I'm not being toxically masculine or chauvinist here. I'm just saying the facts are there. And when you look at it and you realize this is what they're going to do, they have done the same thing. They have gaslit the female side of our society just like they have the African Americans and, and people of color. Simply because they tell them that you are inferior and they believe it. And they make a self-perpetuating cycle. And I'm sitting here going, like, at, at what point are we going to realize that men are going to start losing rights to make it look like women are gaining them? Yeah, that is how the government works, yes. <laughs> Fuck it. All right, carry on. Sorry. My, my evil rant over. So no one asked for the, the, the world government to sit here and take over, right? We're led to believe that we've made such a mess of things that there's no other option. All right. They need to give us a helping hand. We're being healthily and we're being healthily and mentally weakened and chipped under false pretenses. Pretenses. What was the who was it that said that uh, the most dangerous words in the English language are I'm from the government and I am here to help? Ronald Reagan. And then you have Kamala Harris who says we're here from the government. We're here to help. <laughs> I know. Perfect, perfect. But did you read her statement? I have a video of it. Hold on. Okay. I literally, I, 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 I started slapping myself. I was like, this cannot be real. This has got to be a dream. Like, there's no way that they're actually this fucking stupid. Ha! I was wrong. 
I need to stop saying that. They keep trying to use it as a challenge. <laughs> Let me get the I, video. I got a video of her press conference, so. Okay. Saved on my phone. I got transferred over. But yeah, she, 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 how best to put this? She channeled Greta Thunberg? How dare you? <clears throat> I was actually thinking about doing a video on it earlier, and then I realized we were going to talk about it tonight, so I didn't bother. Um, let me see if I can pull that up. I had a, I had the quote. Roe ensures a woman's right to choose to have an abortion is also at its root. Protects the fundamental right to privacy. What the fuck? Uh, what is clear? Uh, well, is actually, of... they, that is based off of the original uh, reason why they passed well, Roe v. Wade my, to begin my, with. My what the fuck is, I, I, is we're also talking about the same group of people that decided they wanted to up the amount of intrusive uh, data mining that they're doing. The Ministry of Truth? Yeah. That's why I said, yeah, what the fuck? It says, what is clear is that the opponents of Roe want to punish women and take away their rights to make decisions about their own bodies. I can agree to a point when you're talking about, you know, bodily autonomy until you start adding another fucking person into it. All right, ready? Yeah, go ahead. Women would lose access to abortion immediately and outright. Those Republican leaders who are trying to weaponize the use of the law against women. Will we say, how dare they? How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? How dare they? try to stop her from determining her own future how dare they try to deny women their rights and their freedoms this is not a right to fucking freedom you bitch sorry it is not in the constitution to name me one right where you have the <laughs> to get away with fucking murder uh, I know that I have a, a harder stance on this than a lot of people uh Personally, however, one of my biggest issues is that from me, from a personal and moral perspective, I think that I find any abortion morally reprehensible, except in very, very few cases. Right. I know you're an absolute, you know, an absolute uh, what abolitionist. abolitionist. Yes. Here's the problem, though. I don't you know as much as I hate it myself. I don't like the government having the right to tell you what to and what not to do with your body. I am, and so I'm torn. Be I think there's better ways to do bodily autonomy, but I don't think bodily autonomy should apply to fucking abortion. Fair. But by releasing this, here's here's my concern. By releasing this, though, at this time in this way, especially after they already failed to do a vaccine mandate. Oh, they're going to. Yeah, when I mean, this is the, they've this already is the... agreed to the the World Health Organization's international uh, 
assembly. We're, we're just waiting for it to be formally announced. Now, according to the rules of the UN, they have to read it again in August 2022. If you want to know, if you want to know when the mandate's coming to the United States back, right, in terms of forced vaccines, like they just did, started doing in China, forced vaccines, where they're entering into people's homes after they've been starved to death for over 50 days, and they're injecting them in the arm and then letting them go. But they're not letting them out of the building. They're just injecting them and then walking out of the room. I saw a video earlier, and I wish I had saved it because I would have sent it to you. But they literally bust the door down. Literally, but it's a wooden door. They literally bust it down, but it's only like half. It's the bottom half of the door that gets busted out. And this, these guys dressed in full hazmat suits bust into the room, grab the guy, punch him in the face, and then stick him with a vaccine and then just leave. But when they leave, they put another door up. Yeah. And I, sta- I was like, wait, Look. you're not going to release them. And you're not going to let them, you know, carry on with a normal life or at least give them food or something like that. What's the fucking point? And then it clicked in my brain. It, it's it's control. 100% control. The proof that they can do it. And they hope that by doing it and doing it publicly and they like this was going off of a syndicated news broadcast in China. And they're, they're doing it to cow everybody else. But it reminds me of when with when the pandemic first started. Do you remember watching that video of the guy on his roof screaming and fighting and trying and crying, trying to prevent them from giving him the stick? Yes, I have that one still. As a matter of fact, I put I made a video that got me banned off of uh, TikTok. Uh, that other people had put together, but I decided that I was going to sit here and. Uh, push the issue myself, right? Because I thought, and it was one year from today. So let me let me go get it. It just it it it's amazing to me that uh, they sit here and people are just not paying attention, or they forgot, or they get a little bit of history, right? They feel like they've made a stop. Remember we were talking about how you never regained ground? That was what's wrong. We always stopped them, but we never retook or regained ground. Right. This is one of those situations where we make a stop, and the conservatives and the right and the people that are pro-life are going to go, oh, we won a victory, but they won't take any fucking ground back. And instead, what they end up doing is, by winning this one little battle, they're going to take four steps back. And I think that it's enough to push us right off the edge of the cliff. I agree. Okay, so I'm going to put this one in uh, on, and I'm going to turn the volume down because it's not talking, but I want to describe to you what's going on in this video. This is what has cost me three TikTok accounts. (laughs) I remember it. All right. Where did you go? Uh, downloads. There we go. All right. Here we go. So the it is 
the Los Angeles Police Department in the United States last year, right, forcing vaccinations on mentally ill and disabled people and homeless people against their will. There are four men and one woman surrounding a mentally disabled individual to give them, force them to take a vaccine. Now, you can say that they didn't know that it was for their own good. They didn't know. They didn't know. But if you look at the fear of these people, they're holding them against their will. Don't we hear all this? When are we going to stand up for the weakest and most innocent amongst us? And isn't it odd that just like any other good dictatorship, they start with the weakest? Because they know. But they're going door to door. Now, I have a longer one where they are... Uh, where it shows the comparisons to what's going on in Russia because Russia came out about this time as well. But I don't have that one. I, I don't think I have it on my phone. But You know what bothered me the most? Is when I, I used to think and realize that we know how deadly it is, right? We've seen the adverse reactions. Right. It's almost like they're practicing eugenics right in our faces, but it's so overt that it's become covert. It's so, so in your face that people are just not paying attention. So there is a uh, there is a plan that was signed in 1992 and I have warned about it since I first heard about it, right? That this was dangerous. That the number of countries that it created a one world government and as a Christian it was easy for me to buy into because it talks about it in the book of Revelations. You know what? You know, uh, one third of the Bible is prophecy, right? And uh, I paid attention to a lot of it. But we have these, you know. Uh, so we had this agenda come out, and I could literally draw parallels, right? And it drove me crazy that people who claim to be Christians and claim to read their Bible weren't paying attention to the same level I was. And it took me a long time to realize that some people, uh, some people can understand it and see what's going on, and some people get to that part of the Bible and go, "I don't like that part." Right? Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not comfortable with that one. But uh, so I'm gonna play a little video here. Let me let me download it, and I want you to tell me what you think because. I find it absolutely fascinating. By the way, this one's probably going to get censored by uh, uh, Google as well. I'm just saying. Would you just, uh, did you realize while you're waiting for that to load, uh, Google just got in trouble. Let me pull this back up again. I was reading the article while I was waiting on you earlier. Um, like they just got caught censoring people's emails. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Uh, yeah. You ready? Yep. The plan that was agreed to by 179 nations, it's called the Agenda for the 21st Century. 
It's a totalitarian state being developed right now all over the world. It is the inventory and control plan, inventory and control of all land, all water, all minerals, all plants, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all food, all energy, all information, and all human beings in the world. And this is a plan that was agreed to by 179 nations back in 1992. It's a United Nations plan. It's called the Agenda for the 21st Century. And so many of us around the world think that, um, well, sustainable development, it just sounds so great. Isn't it about recycling and creative reuse and, uh, and creating energy and food resources for everyone? And the answer is no, it really is not. It's about moving populations into city centers, concentrated city centers, and clearing them out of the rural areas. All systems have to be brought into harmony in order to control them all. Because when systems don't meet, when they're, when they're out of balance or not in sync with one another, they can't be controlled centrally. And the goal of Agenda 21 is one world government and total control from a central unit. Every nation that signed on to Agenda 21 has its, uh, its local Agenda 21 plan. People in the United States are completely unaware of this. If I go out and talk about this, the United States press will attacks me and calls me which is it's totally ridiculous. It is a but it's not a theory. It's a fact. The three pillars of United Nations Agenda 21 are economy, yes. ecology, and equity, the three E's. And everyone sort of thinks that they know what that means. By the way, this video isn't even live. No, no, no. Here. Because on my phone, I can hear that word. Just let that sink in. So every time I say conspiracy, it's going to block it out. Well, you said it now. But on, on the videos, now you realize it's not going to go out on Google. So I don't care. Because Google has decided, well... We'll keep watching. The idea of social equity, it must mean that, well, everyone's going to have access to clean water and clean air and uh, no one's uh, property is going to be used as a dumping ground because they are at a poverty level. But really what social equity is about is about impoverishing huge portions of the population and bringing down uh, develop the developed nations. Everything that we're looking at now is destined to collapse our economies. It's a totalitarian state to being developed right now all over the world. And what major corporations want in this development is to be able to, uh, to have move, full movement of, of, uh, of workers without borders or boundaries, to be able to move their goods through without regulations, and to reduce wages. And so this is the goal. So this is what you find with social equity. And of course, economy and uh, ecology is about, these are the three circles, economy, ecology, and social equity. And where they meet in the center is balance. But really that balance is a communitarian balance. So it's not balance of well-being of the people. What it is is it's a balance for corporations so that they can exploit and control 
and have populations in an area in tightly packed, dense areas so that they can be surveilled and managed. And this is what that balance looks like as far as the development of a totalitarian state is. The mainstream media is owned by five major corporations and you're not going to get this information from the mainstream press. So you need to be your own press. You need to educate yourself. You need to get out there and educate your neighbors, your community, your real community. You need to help your children understand that they're being indoctrinated from pre-kindergarten to postgraduate school. All of us have a responsibility to ourselves and to others. This is true community, to work for personal freedom. And always remember that even though we work as a group, if we do work as a group, we're all individuals in those groups and we answer only to ourselves. And this is essential. It's essential as, as, as free human beings, this is what we are. We are free and we need to continue to be free. And I do believe that we will win, but we have to become aware that there is a fight and then make our friends and our neighbors and our community aware as well and work together. There was another word censored too that wasn't conspiracy. Oh, yes. Big Brother is watching. That's, sadly, I mean, she put it very delicately, but basically the, the problem with Agenda 21 is that, how, how was it that, uh, that quote that you do? You will own nothing and you will be thankful for it? Or you'll you will, be happy? You will own nothing and you will be happy, yes. Jesus. That's a sobering thought. Hey, you remember I, I made a comment that uh, is it is it our fault that we've reached this point? Yeah. And I say that, yes, it is, because we've been ignoring it for so long. All right. So I know that I was going to bash the churches, and I'm going to, but it won't be today. Uh, that one's... Can we discuss for a minute how terrifying it is to watch people riot? And, and protest, not only for the ability to commit murder, but for a decision that's not even been made yet. Correct. It doesn't have to be. They want, just a thought. They want the distraction. But, 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 the good news is that the leak, no matter how horrible it is, has officially removed Ukraine from my fucking headlines. And we have the new current thing. Everybody put the new current thing profile on your picture. Oh, thank God. Well, no, not really. <laughs> I want to look at everybody's abortion circles. Um, there was a joke that was made by... Was it... Uh, I'm trying to think of who it was that made the comment. It was from Blue Collar Comedy, if I remember correctly. It was like, Americans don't vote. So if you want them to actually take part in voting, you should make it like, you know, instead of American Idol, you have America's next president. Give them a, a phone line to call and vote in. If you think about it, though, that's exactly what they're doing right now. They won't actually get involved in something. They don't actually do their own research. It's until someone sensationalizes it and then shoves it in their face. And then they're pre-programmed to go, oh, that's bad. Let's carry on. Yeah, well. Kind of makes you sick, doesn't it? Well, okay. Glenn Beck uh, 
co-wrote, put his name on, I don't know, uh, a story about Agenda 21 where they take it to their their most logical conclusion, right? It's a old technique that back when Rush was in his prime and before he passed away, they sit here and he said, you illuminate the absurdity by being absurd. So Agenda 21 kind of takes it all the way to the end and talks about the little laws, right? They passed lots of little laws, death by a thousand cuts. Just a little here and there. Just laws that didn't make any sense. Hold on, let me... There's a quote that I was looking for specifically, but I know where this one is. Uh, uh, hold on, here we go. All right. There were little laws at first. None of them seemed important enough to worry about. Then the laws got more strict, more broad, almost impossible to comply with. I can't explain to you all of the laws, but one day there's just too much. Uh, the teachers would be limited on what they could teach. Absolutely no history, at least no accurate history. History was being changed, rewritten by the officials. It's very difficult. Uh, and then talks about... Uh, it's hard looking back to know what started all the changes. I wish I had been more vigilant, more uh, vigilant, more aware, but I wasn't. Your mother was aware of what she was aware of policies and politics. What was happening? Once everyone became aware, it was too late. Those empowered. Uh, uh, the laws kept changing and got harder and harder to obey. Then there were no more elections because the officials felt that people kept making the wrong decisions. Those in power stayed in power. They sucked the power and will out of the people. Money became worthless. Churches were converted to community centers and then eventually torn down. More new words. Money, church. Uh, and then they talk about the 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 attack on Christianity, like you can, every every religion is protected, except Christianity, right? Like you can't bash any religion, on, even Unless on TikTok. Christianity. Yeah, uh, even on TikTok, right? If if I as a Christian go up again or ha want to have a debate with Norse pagans, I don't have a problem with Norse pagans. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is, is if, I, if I go have a debate and somebody takes it wrong and thinks that I'm criticizing their religion, I'm the bad guy, even if it's a question. And then they can feel free to come onto my page and then talk as much crap about Christianity as they want. And the reason that I don't include Judaism in that is because they have, you know, anti-Semitic laws and stuff like that. But more important. They don't care if you say, God bless you when you sneeze. They don't care if you say, you know, uh, God. They, they care if you say Jesus. That is the term that most people find offensive when it comes to Christianity. And uh, the church has really failed. Uh, and I'm not talking about the buildings. I'm not even talking, well, okay, I'm kind of talking about the, the celebrity pastors, but 
we sit here and uh, we wouldn't be in the situation that we were in if people actually stood up for what they believed. Now, here's here's my condemnation. Christians, you have been weak-willed and sheep. You took that. You are you are sheep, right? So much so, right, that uh, you're stupid. You're ineffectual, and you have cherry-picked your religion until you've picked the warrior god out of it. The one thing that you could say about Norse pagans those that truly believe is that they have a code and they live by that code. It may not be a moral code that you agree with, but they have a certain set of rules, a certain set of virtues that they stand behind. And if you push those, they will push back. Christians, you would rather be accepted than stand by your virtues. And that is why people call you weak. That is why people laugh at you and say that Christianity is ineffectual. That is why they sit here and the Norse pagans laugh at you when you say that you're a follower of Jesus Christ because they see you and they see you as lambs. They see you as sheep. And because of that, you discredit, they, you discredit Jesus. By not be, he says you're supposed to be like him. He laid down his own life and then picked it the fuck back up. He flipped tables. He kicked ass. And he had the courage to stand behind, or they, he had the courage to stand up for his beliefs and his convictions. Mm -hmm. Most of you can't get out of bed to go to church. Most of you. Know you oh, go ahead. You know, uh, funnily enough, you know, I'm, I don't usually, we've talked a lot more about religion in the last month than we have <laughs> the entire podcast. Only because we're looking at the thing and you're like, uh, Odin, uh, how much of the book of revelations is in your book? I'm just asking yeah, yeah, for like, a yeah. friend. <laughs> and it's not that I'm not religious. Uh, you know, most people don't realize that the Norse pagans never had a problem with Christianity until the Christians, you know, some Christians decided to shove it down their throat, like in the, and that's fair. All right. That is fair. And I'm not trying to harsh on Christians, but one of the things that, one of the things that drove me away from any kind of organized religion is the fact of how many people will only do it if they go to church. And that's if they go to church. Anything they do always has to come with some kind of adoration. I sat there and I watched preachers that would get up there and, and hellfire and brimstone. And then I would turn around and watch them go to the liquor store. Or watch them come to me to buy something they shouldn't. Yo, alcohol is not illegal, right? I know that. I'm not. That's not <laughs> what I was talking about. No, I'm talking about these guys that were preachers on Sunday but beat their wife senseless on Monday. Look, I was a bounty hunter before I joined the Navy. Or sorry, I was a skip trace. Before, they don't like the term bounty hunter, but I do. I, I, think I was a skip trace before I joined the navy, right? And I would sit here and see people in the holier than thou pew, and then I would have to go arrest them because you know, or go pick them up because they skip bail for drinking and driving or beating their wife or. You're a no. stronger man than I am. I just, I, I, I see that it got to the point. Like you, I've told you some of my story. Yeah. 
and why I, I kind of just backed away. But I think that's one of the biggest things. That, one of the reasons why so many people turn their back is because not I'm not trying to be bad. How to say this? It's the same reason I turn my back on most conservatives now. How about this way? The leading because cause of atheism in the world is Christians Christianity. who confess well, them with their mouth and then go on with their lifestyle. I guess what I was going to say is like, I turn my back on Christianity and conservatism pretty much for the same reason. There were so many people that spoke it, but didn't live or do anything about it. Fair. But I think, I think you could put that on pretty much anybody. Anything? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, as much as I sit here and talk about that, the, the Norse pagans sit here and they have their virtues. Very few of them actually live up to all of them. No, no one's perfect. No one lives up to everything. But I think it's the big things. The the blatant hypocrisy? Yeah. See, the blatant hypocrisy doesn't bother me until it comes full circle. And what I mean by that is, if I, if I talk to you about Jesus and the caring, right, and, mm-hmm. and the loving spirit and how much he changed me, and I cuss the entire time I say it, I don't find a problem with that because that's my normal speech pattern, right? It is, if I was to sit here and look at you and then and you tell me about something in your life and go, oh no, that's horrible. You should stop doing that because that's going to, that that is when that evil judgment comes in, right? Because there's a righteous judgment and then there's an evil judgment. When that evil judgment comes in, that's that hypocrisy going full around because I believe, like Paul believes, that I am the chief of sinners, right? I am the worst of the worst, right? And so I don't put anybody below me on the sin scale because I don't think we should be comparing sins. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) That if it wasn't for my faith, I would be a very different person. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to say something. A lot of you guys out there aren't going to understand somewhat but it's if you you if you've listened to us from the beginning you understand that we have a lot of conversations off of the podcast a lot oh yeah and i'm going to put it to you this way the way that odin lives his religion i do not mind you talking to me about religion i enjoy it i like picking your brain i like you picking mine and i know that there's no judgment from it to tell you how much I trust you, if you were to be a liberal and live your religion the same way, which isn't really possible, but if you were, I would be on that side of the aisle because I trust you that much. Because Fair. you've lived it. And I think that's what most people are forgetting, and that's what's turning so many people off from the direction we need to go, is because so many people will talk, but they don't they don't live it. They don't do anything about it. It's just blah. Well, we live in a society, specifically a society that most people are forming their their basis of Christianity is off of offline, right? I don't talk, I don't proselytize a lot online because people people take more about those types of situations with deeds and actions than by words. I can talk to you uh, for hours, but until you come with me when I go feed the homeless, until you come with me, it's all just words, right? And even the people who do the action sometimes do them with the expectation of being noticed, 
right? You have people who go out there and they want to take pictures and selfies and stuff like that. I guarantee you, you will never find a picture of me doing that because it's, it's hypocritical. Actually, there's one of me, but I didn't know it was taken. There might be one, a couple of me that I didn't know were taken, but well, I have. Ne- I don't even bring a cell phone with me. A friend of mine wanted to make a statement, and this is after I had I had walked away from the church. A friend of mine wanted to make a statement. I didn't realize that they had done this, but you see, on one side, there's a, a few homeless people, and there's all these guys in suits, and then there's another there on the other side of the picture. I'm surrounded by homeless people, and I'm in jeans. I'm in a ratty T-shirt. I'm handing out stuff, and we're talking back and forth. And what I didn't know is the guy that snapped the picture was one of the homeless guys that I helped out. And he made a statement. He says, this is what Christianity is about. And I looked at it, I was like, but I'm not even Christian. He goes, yes, but you, as as pagan or agnostic as you are, showed more Christ doing that than the suits. And I was like, yeah. well, what do you mean? And that's when it clicked in my brain. I was like, wait, that's the problem. The left hand should not know what the right hand is doing. And Matthew 25 are rules to live by. When it tells you, you know, when when Jesus confronts the people of the judgment of the sheep and the goats, and he looks at the sheep and said, you did this, and you did this, and you did this. And they said, when? And he says, as long as you've done them for the least of me uh, of these, you've done them unto me. And then looks at the goats and said, you didn't do this. And they said, we would have known it was you. Why didn't you tell us? As long as you have not done them to the least of them, you've not done them unto me. And people need to sit here and realize that there is a whole checklist of shit that you could be doing. You don't have to get on a stage and start preaching your faith. And well, it, let's it, it be was, honest. We have how many TikTok preachers who I sit here that. and want to talk and debate and do all of these things, but there's no action behind it. I can't. Let's be realistic. If you're on TikTok, the people that watch your TikTok, they don't know you personally. They don't know the things you've done, nor should they, right? When it comes to helping and being charitable, people shouldn't know you're not in it for recognition. And if you are, you need to examine your own heart. But you don't know the people on there. You can use them as references to direct you to certain scriptures, but don't base your decisions on faith based off of these people because some of them are charlatans. Now, let me flip that. Okay. Don't base your political opinion on somebody's TikTok video. Fair. Use and that's that's kind of where I wanted to aim this discussion. Like I don't have a problem talking religion, but I see so many people. We were talking about the preachers. I see so many people that are supposed conservative leaders are out there, you know, saying this is what we need to do. Let's you know, but they don't do anything. There's no substance. They don't have the strength of their conviction. It's the same with this. It's the same with doing anything in life. Don't base it off of something empty because then you build yourself a castle or a fortress made on sand. Look, I am I am not innocent in terms of getting shit confused, right? When the summer of love happened, right, uh, in the summer of 2020, right, the mostly peaceful protests, right, I'm not going to lie. There was a point in which I got my patriotism and my faith twisted together. Where I, you know, I started to get in that cultish, 
type of uh, situation where it was right, good, left, devil, right? And, and I got those twisted, right? And, uh, you know, my patriotism and my faith became one. If you were a Christian, you had to support the good old U.S. of A. And I got caught up in that because I just needed an outlet, right? People to click with because it was a shitty year. The lockdowns were in full force. Everybody was in their fucking house. And you had these yahoos running around burning stuff. Uh-huh. Right. And they got to express, but I couldn't. And it, and it, and it twisted that. And it took a sermon to, uh, from an online pastor who sit here and says, if you're a Christian, your first duty is to be a Christian. You can be a patriot after that. And their belief systems can be close, but there needs to be that divisible line. You need to separate those two and realize that what you are first and what you are second. And you need to not twist them because men are flawed and they will always let you down given enough time and opportunity. And but you also need to understand that I'm, I'm horrible at this. We've had this discussion. I'm a jaded individual. And my brain understands that I should never have put my faith in man. When it came to religion, when it came to politics, I should never have because men are cancer. Humans are cancer. Whenever you add them to any perfect system, they'll fuck it up. They'll fuck yeah. up a wet dream, right? When you do that, there are a couple things that happen. Either you become a zealot or you just mindlessly follow or you become a lot like me, which is a jaded individual, which I don't trust anybody. I think everybody's a fucking moron. That's not healthy either. I'm working on it. I don't know. Uh, you've probably noticed it. I'm working on trying to be better on that. But that's the problem. You have so many people. That's why things like Antifa, BLM, and QAnon gain so much traction. They give you a place to belong. They, when you you are isolated because of everything, uh, the world situations you're isolated. You contact you have contact with only people on the internet or a close close group of friends, and you're approached by an organization that says, "I have the answers to what's coming." Right, that there's a secret cabal, and you're not responsible for all of the shit that's happening in the world. And that is the biggest lie I've ever heard in my life. You are 100% responsible for the evil in this world. Every one of us who doesn't stand up, doesn't speak, and doesn't act is responsible for the evil in this world. I know people don't want to hear that because they don't like accountability. I'm using your word. Yay. They don't like accountability. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. Um, now I want to say something though, and now this is, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of those unscripted moments where I just go off the rails for a second here. Now let me pick your brain for a second, Pops. I think that it's that mentality, that lack of accountability, that lack of personal consequence that is going to that. With this particular Supreme Court, you know, reading 
our, our determination where they're going to overthrow Roe v. Wade that will make that line so stark. I think Maybe. it's that because I think what you're going to end up with is you're going to end up with the radicals, the mindless, giving up their agency for Antifa, BLM, or approach, you know, pro-choice versus the, the QAnon, the pro-life. I'm not saying that all of the pro-life people are bad, but I'm saying, think about it. How many people do we know that are absolutely rabid? Well, here's my biggest fear. Justices can change their mind. Yep. But it doesn't matter what happens now, right? You're either going to have the left pissed off because and spun up, and they're going to attack because the decision doesn't change, which means that the people who want to maintain their power will maintain their power. Or you'll have the people on the right if they change their mind and change the decision, who will feel that they can never trust the government, any of the branches. They already don't trust the executive or, or legislative. They won't be able to trust the judicial. And at that point, when half of the country, because abortion is one of those things that has a extreme, an extreme on either end. There's not a whole lot of middle ground, right? Mm -hmm. And... And when it comes to should abortion be legal, 69% uh, of Americans think that abortion should be legal. Now, if you tell them, uh, should it be safe, legal, and rare, or should it be birth control for the, for the sluts, they're going to say, here go, it should be safe, legal, rare, right? And if once you sit here, and this is what they're lying to you about, is when they tell you the numbers that 69% across all things believe that abortion should be legal they're talking to the people who believe that it should only be rape incest and uh life of the mother type thing mm. right they're That's including that in, I'm the in group. that group but I'm in when that group. but when that when that title goes from uh those numbers once and that is for first trimester only once you get to second trimester it drops to 19 percent approval when you go to third trimester, it goes to 6% approval. 6%. But they would have you believe that it's split right down the middle, or that 69% of America believes that abortion should be legal up until after birth. And that is simply not true. As a matter of fact, the, the closer you get to birth, the, the smaller those approval numbers go. After the first trimester, those numbers drop from 69% in rare cases, right, to 19% period for any reason. And yet they will lie about those numbers so that you sitting at home listening to the news believes that you're in the minority and you need to sit down and shut up. When I was in college, uh, I had to take a math class for my culinary arts degree stupid because it was the dumbest kind of math class i took statistics and the first day of class my professor walks in he goes i want you to know that 97 percent of all statistics are made the fuck up i sat there and i was like wait a minute what do you mean uh, and, and i got to think it's like any time any kind of statistical data can be skewed one way or the other it depends on how you present it but it doesn't even mean how you present it here i will sit here and uh, we were talking about the Gutenbacher, right? Now, when I quote statistics, I actually have them. If anybody wants them, I'll be happy to provide them, 
right? However, and I use Gutmacher because Gutmacher is where Planned Parenthood get their numbers, right? So it, it's not like I'm, it, it's not like I'm, I'm pulling from a pro-life, right? Right. It's not like I'm going to a pro-life and I'm like, ha ha. So I use their numbers against them. Right. But how many times have you been on TikTok and somebody says there was a recent study? Oh, God, I fucking hate that because then I have to go look it up because <laughs> I'm like, I don't fucking believe you. And half the time the study <laughs> doesn't exist. They literally made it out of the top of their head. Because saying I have a study gives you the air of authority. It's like that whole statement of I have receipts. It's like of what? Yeah. And and does anybody care? Like. Hold on. All right. So it's like if I tell you that in 2017 there were 862,000 abortions performed in the United States. Right. You know, if I tell you that, if I tell you that the largest demographic for abortions in the United States, other than by racial means, is Christian women. I'm not making it up. I can back it up with facts. Right. You may not like my source. Right. Or. That the majority of women who are Christians or claiming to be Christians, right, also make the highest demographic for second and on abortions at 45%. They are the largest segment that gets repeated abortions. And you want to know why our country's falling apart. But again, this is just a trap. They're going to use it to alter the country and alter the course as they see fit. And if you're not paying attention, you're going to think you have a victory. For example, Elon Musk. When Carl Schwab says we're going to put a chip in your head, you all claim it's New World Order! Technocracy! They're trying to create artificial humans! They're trying to take over our minds! And they want to give you a carbon tax. Oh, oh, this is horrible. And then Elon Musk buys Twitter and you think he's your savior. But Elon Musk has also said, I want to put a chip in your head. It's called Neuralink. He's developing it. He's building it. When he says that he's pro-vaccine, when he says that he wants to give you a carbon tax, it's all good because he's on your side. Yep. The government, the elites, the people in power will argue amongst themselves physically because they are frenemies. They are friends in private and they only pretend to be enemies to divide, to trick you, to pull the wool over your eyes so that you won't see what's coming. Wake up. It's coming. And it's coming soon. When the World Health Organization teams up with the UN to bypass the Constitution, and if you think that the health constitution, the COVID constitution, is the one you absolutely have to worry about, 
don't. The one you need to worry about is the United States entering into the U.S. Small Arms Treaty with the U.N. Or the U.N. Small Arms Treaty. Mm-hmm. They're going to get rid of your Second Amendment. And they may use the justification that these pro-lifers who were so betrayed by the judicial branch that they can't trust it and decide that they want to take a forceful stance, you'll become the target. Or there'll be a false flag. And they'll blame it on Christians. They'll blame it on the three percenters. They'll blame it on the patriot groups. Don't think it's happened? It already has. It already has been happening. You've been made the bad guy since January 6th. Officially the bad guy. They created a department of disinformation to paint you as the greatest domestic terrorist group of all time. If you haven't paid attention, you're in for one hell of a surprise when they come to your house. So, that was depressing as shit. So, uh, we've been talking for over an hour. and uh, <laughs> You know, one of these days we're just going to have to do an episode where we just don't say anything. Or we don't have a plan. We just get on and, and, and batter back and forth like we do sometimes offline. Fair. We need yeah. to get the other people in here. Yeah, we do. Uh, speaking Let's of which. see if we can do it next week. Or. Yeah. Do it soon. Next time. Yeah, we'll try to do it soon, it, guys. I know I come across as an asshole, and I am an asshole. Just, just accept it. But we'd love to have other people on here. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with us. I'd love to have anybody come on and have an actual conversation. So, if you're interested, you can always, you know, shoot us a message. We'll try to work something out. Yeah, and we're going to start some new segments. Uh, new little like special episodes uh, that we're going to throw on YouTube and we're going to throw on our uh, audio only, uh, depending on the guest. Uh, I want to do some in-depth uh, interviews, just me and the other person, uh, get to know, you know, feel them out, what their, you know, what their thoughts are and do some long form interviews. Uh, more than let's talk about the news and flip the fuck out because the end of the world is coming. You know, other than that, and uh, we want to add some uh, some positive stuff. Uh, we got a lot of good responses from the prepper stuff, but we got way more views when we talked about the Q stuff. So <laughs> that's just because people like hearing me go off for no. Oh uh, no no no! <laughs> the our most watched episode recently has been the Watch the Water episode. Ah, uh, did you check out the two thousand mules? I have not. I'm not going to go to a movie theater to watch that. I'll wait for it to come online or something. Apparently, you can spend 20 bucks to watch it online. I'm like, I still don't want to spend 20 bucks to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. I love Dinesh D'Souza. He's got a very clear path. He's a very good researcher. But... And, and I know it's important to find the fraud so that we can stop it from happening again. But whenever they talk about the fraud, they always hear go, Trump's coming back. And it's at that moment I'm just like, done. Yeah, I'm done. He's not coming back unless he's reelected in 2024. And I don't think – and that won't happen. They're not going to give us the, the ability. We've had our last honest 
presidential election. We'll see how 2022 shows up. <laughs> back on that depressing episode. Uh, All right. So uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of Winter's Call. I'm Odin. This is Tear. And we will see you next time, hopefully with better news. And we're not driving anybody. <laughs>